0: Welcome to the St. PNP podcast. I'm Karen Stiller, and I'm joined today by our very own Carolyn Vanderhyde, director of children's ministries. Welcome, Carolyn. Thank you. I'm Great so glad you. you joined us. Thanks.
1: Thanks for having now,
0: me. Yeah. So you're tucked away in a little corner of the church because of the ongoing construction. So if we get some background noise, we know that's just because you're at work, working hard.
1: Yes. Yes. I've tried to find a quiet little corner. So. Hope for the best here.
0: So Carolyn, speaking of working hard, uh, unpack for us what your role includes at St. PNP.
1: So um, my main Sunday morning teaching of junior church is kind of the the place where I've been starting. Um, So the role involves uh, the teaching time on Sunday mornings and it also involves our, our families the parents and caregivers of our children. So beyond Sundays, uh, it looks like programming like playgroups midweek, opportunities for families to gather. uh, And there's also the element of training volunteers to work in our ministry and also equipping families for discipleship at home, doing uh, faith-based activities at home. So it's kind of the broad strokes of, uh, of what my role involves right now.
0: Okay, so I definitely want to circle back to a couple of those points, but for people who don't know, you do have, I think, a long history at St. PMP. Can you fill people in on that?
1: I do. So um, I guess probably 1996, um, I used to babysit for a family who attended here, and so I came occasionally with them. Um, My mother took an alpha course here in the late 90s, and I kind of came along with her from time to time. And then uh, in my late 20s, really had uh, an awakening, um, a renewal of faith, uh, and and began to attend regularly, kind of uh, beginning of the 2000s. Um, I met my husband here on an alpha, and we got married. Um, It was just a really rich time, uh, and then we got called out for almost 13 years. Uh, and now we have been called back.
0: So Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so when you realized that you were, you know, that it was sort of getting real, that you were coming, most likely coming back here, it, it's just such a neat story. Like, were you pinching yourself? Could you hardly believe it?
1: Yes. What was that like? So in, in one sense, it was, it was like a dream. Um, and I remember the first, my first day of work here, Ben and I drove in together and we're just like, how are we here? How has the Lord done this? You know, but it was also made perfect sense. Um, because I'd always look back on my time here, um, with such fondness and just, there was a longing, um, Mm. Not not only to be here. I used to think it was a bit more nostalgic, or just to remember those you know those early days when you meet Jesus in a new way and, and being part of that community and just how fresh and new um, faith was. And so I hadn't realized that that longing was actually a call that I would one day return to it. Okay. Um, and so when so when we did end up back here it was it was affirmation. And I had made peace with the fact that you know we we may never come back to this church um, because the Lord had other plans for us. Uh, so it was it was affirmation. I still am so excited. like I'm still it's just so sometimes when I'm at you know, here in the week, I just walk through the sanctuary, and I'm just so grateful to be here again. So
0: oh, that's so beautiful. And as you were speaking, I was thinking, many of us maybe all of us have a special place or a special church that has featured large in our spiritual journey like mm-hmm. maybe it's the birthplace of our faith or where we grew up as a kid or just you know where we met someone special or all all the things where we experienced god in a very real way so i think that would really resonate with a lot of people and mm-hmm. it occurs to me that now in your role you are you know being a, a very important part of the spiritual journey of of some of the kids and and with Ben, even, you know, the teens that are at St. PMP now. So, it's, it's a pretty cool full circle thing, I think.
1: Yeah, and yet it's completely new. Mm. Uh, you know, when I was here the first time, I was not involved in children's ministry at all. Um, I was involved with things like Alpha, things like Place to Go with home groups. It just wasn't part of a ministry that I was involved in. Uh, I think I hadn't even stepped foot inside the nursery until one one week we were visiting with my children. Um, so it's it, there's a newness too um, mm-hmm. and and these are the children of people I came to faith with you know 20 years ago. Um, so yeah it's 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 kind of there's a it's a new beginning as well as kind of a returning home uh, for me
0: here. yeah. Well, I think that um, we all sort of get what you do on one level. You do those great short children's (laughs) stories at church that, you know, of course, all the adults enjoy, right? That's part of the kids' story. Uh, And then you truck them off and you do a great Sunday school downstairs. But you also mentioned uh, discipling families for faith formation. I think that may not have been your exact term, but tell us more about that and how that plays into your work and, and how you're doing that.
1: Um, well, it's, I didn't, although we attended church as a growing up, um, when we had our own children, I really need to figure out what it looked like to bring Jesus into my home to teach my children about him. And, um, and so I just got very um, aware of this need that these little beings needed to be formed spiritually. And and I had a real opportunity and and a calling. Um, And so I I see in in parents um, this longing, you know, they want to share this love of God. They want their children to be part of their faith. Um, And so I I really do see the importance of equipping them, giving them tools. Um, So we've done some seasonal things. Um, to kind of, in, you know, give parents some tools to invite them into the Advent season, for example, to read the story right from Genesis through to, you know, the expectation of Jesus's birth and, and how that unfolds. Um, so that's, that, that I have a real heart for, um, because it's, it's, it's important. And, um, you know, when you, you want to share your love of God with your children, You know, it's the most important thing I think we can give them is the knowledge that they are beloved children um, of God and their identity is rooted in him. And so I've done a lot of, you know, through my studies, through my own just research, I've got got some things to give away. I still have a lot to learn, but I do have some things to give away and I just would love, I just love to pour into um, the families here.
0: Yeah. Do you think Carolyn, um, that sometimes it might be fear or awkwardness that stops parents or that they just think it's like your job (laughs) and and we're all really busy?
1: Yeah, I think it's, um, I think it's more, where do I start? Okay. I think it's more that perhaps there is a little bit of, you know, compartmentalizing that, that church is, is for Sunday and, and I do that teaching part, um, it's St. Peter's and St. Paul's, it, it's not the sense that I get actually. It's that people are really invested in in the spiritual formation of their children, of their own journey. So um lots of kind of what I'm throwing out is is getting picked up. Um, but I, I think there is fear. yet. Yeah. Where do you where do you start? Um I'm too old to to do all the shoulds. Oh, I should be doing this, I should be that doing that. Um, I think it's you know, any little step forward, any little thing that you're doing, um, God will take and use and and plant those seeds and 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 nourish them. So,
0: yeah, absolutely. Uh, We're so hard on ourselves, I think, uh, and that does not that does not help generally. As my mother-in-law says, "Do not should on yourself." Yeah, so yeah. That's very helpful. Um, you mentioned your studies. Uh, I I'd love for you to unpack that. Tell us where, what, why, how.
1: Um, so I was involved in, in a lot of outreach in the church we were at previously, and I just got to a point where I realized I almost needed to be, um, not only kind of encouraging them to come into the faith community, but also equipping them while they were there. And I didn't have the formal, um, studies behind me. So I originally enlisted in an, uh, for an MTS, excuse me, and, um, and started there and then transferred to Christian education and discipleship. When I, I really, that that call and that longing to teach and equip children and families um, really so, was part.
0: So an MTS is a Master of Theological Studies and you switch to?
1: A Master's of Divinity.
0: Oh, okay. So you're yeah. actually doing an so MDiv, Yeah.
1: And this and is at Tyndale. Yes,
0: this is at Okay. Divinity.
1: Yeah. So okay. I had the privilege of one year pre-COVID. I used to drive into my for my classes. Um, but now they've switched to online. So I am able to continue from Ottawa. So
0: Okay. Will you have the opportunity to, to go back to Toronto though and sit in a classroom again?
1: I don't think so. Okay. I'll to graduate in April. Oh, so it's, oh, it's yeah. coming up. Yeah, it's coming up. Yeah.
0: Cool. So you're gonna you're a, you're gonna be a double MDiv family. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, tell me what that has meant to you to, um, I, I really admire people who go back to school. Um, I will say particularly busy women uh, who go back to school and pursue, you know, their calling and their dream and do it in this way. Like, what has that meant to you as as a Christian yourself and as a woman following Christ?
1: I think for a number of years, you know, especially when you're in the diapers and you're in the, you know, and, and it's kind of, um, what's my purpose? And, you know, your purpose is to, your ministry is your children or your family. And, and I think this doing an MDiv and just being in the environment of Tyndale has been a reminder um, that I'm part of a bigger um, mission. I'm part of, you know, God's God's plan. God has is orchestrating, and as as important as that season of being at home with my children was, and I loved it. Uh, this is a new season, and it's almost a, a rejoining um, of of the call that I have, and um, and just being out there, yeah, being out there again in the world as a Christian.
0: You used the term spiritual formation earlier, which I think um, you know, some people are really familiar with, but I'm not I'm not sure that we all immediately know what we mean when we say and hear that. So what do you mean when you say spiritual formation?
1: Um yeah, I guess the quick answer is it's how we are formed spiritually. But I I guess it is we are formed. Um we are all formed by by different things, and so to be formed spiritually would. Um, I mean, there's lots of aspects to it. I see, you know, our relationship with God, um, you know, how we how we see Him, how we know He sees us. Uh, the spiritual practices that we come to understand are the ones that you know, whatever feeds us, um, navigating His Word. I think it's part of what it means to be formed spiritually. Um, Yeah. So when you say formed like that, um,
0: you're meaning like formed as a verb, kind of it's like how we are being shaped Shaped, and that we are being shaped by something. Yes. Whether we're consciously aware of it or not.
1: Yes. Yes. And it's something that is done. I think we need to do intentionally and be aware of of how, what are the things that are informing our formation? Uh, What are the beliefs? What are the truths uh, that we are, uh, you know, allowing to speak into our lives?
0: And for parents uh, specifically, we do know, um, you know, much to my alarm sometimes over the years that our children are, are watching us um, as well as listening or not (laughs) listening to us. So I guess as, um, as parents, as grandparents, or even as just, I think, influencers in a children's life. Because of course, there's, you know, good friends and um, other people in the church who help shape our children too, ideally, that we also need to think about our own practices. And um, talk about that for a minute, like how how a parent feeds themselves. Is, is it the, you know, put your own oxygen mask on first model or how do we proceed in that?
1: Yeah, I think there is an element of that, making sure you're um, putting your own oxygen mask on. I also know the reality when you have small children of getting yourself up at five in the morning so that you can have your quiet time with the Lord is, can become like a chore so right. quickly and not life-giving and you, you get into the shoulds. Yeah. Um, so if that is, you know the way that you enjoy, and you you know you get up, and that's your time. That's wonderful. Um, I I you know when we do for for a number of years, the devotions, my children's devotions became my devotions too. Mm. So nap times or bedtime, um, you know, a good devotional, even though it's geared to children, does have the opportunity to feed us. And so, looking for those opportunities. Um, just to connect or to be refreshed. Um, I think it's important to maybe figure out what refreshes you. So some people, you know, getting in nature. You know, put your put your babies in your the you know in in the pushchair and and out you go, and um, and just take a moment and look at God's creation. Um, I say that that's not actually what would refresh me. <laughs> I can appreciate as so so whatever. You know, whatever works for you, it could be having, you know, worship music, hymns playing in your home that just truth is pouring into you. So I think looking for those opportunities, um, to personally connect and, and, and really to, to, if it at all possible, to have someone older you know, maybe, maybe a mentor, um, who can speak into your life and, and get connected with, you know, other, other moms, um, pray together if you can, you know, over text, even,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: um, over the phone, you know, um, just staying, staying connected and, and that, that life giving, you know, will come, come out, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I love what you said about a children's devotional being your devotional, maybe. And I, I remember when our kids were little, and we picked up, I think it was called the Picture Bible, but it was a Bible in a comic strip, strip, the whole thing. And I was like, oh, I, I am understanding some of the Old Testament stories
1: <laughs> in a way that I yeah. never,
0: ever had as yeah. an adult reading the comic book Bible, so.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely.
0: When you, um, I'm sure that you're, I'm guessing sometimes looking for volunteers, uh, in Sunday school, what, what makes a good St. PNP Sunday school volunteer?
1: I think joy of children, Hmm. um, like, you know, enjoy being with, with children. Um, because if you want to be there, then it just is, is. They feel that, they know that, right? They see through through you right away. Um, I think someone who is um, teachable in terms of, of learning along with the children, um, you know, having a posture of, you know, I don't know, necessarily know everything about this, this passage that we're doing or this lesson that we're doing, uh, but I'm going to learn. I'm going to uh, let it kind of feed me and then I'm going to give it back to the children. Um, I I don't like to kind of say there's kind of one type um, because I think there's, even if you put people in, you know, introverts and extroverts, I think someone you know extroverted brings something to our team and someone who's introverted and quiet can bring something else to our team. So I I do think um there's kind of space for everyone. Um and uh yeah I I guess yeah someone who is is um just and and values the time that we do have with these children mm-hmm. and, and sees the opportunity that we have to speak these big truths into their hearts. You know, you are unconditionally loved. You belong to the body of Christ. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, I love that. And you know, the word that popped into my mind, Carolyn, was humility, as you were mm-hmm. describing those traits, that uh, that openness, that um not having the need to think you've got it all that, that you're the faith expert because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we learn from children too i mean it's kind of a cliche but i have always found that to be true um when i've whenever i've been involved in sunday school or children's ministry over the years i you know, even if I don't feel like doing it on a particular Sunday morning, um, I'm always fed. I'm always encouraged. I mean, the, the energy they bring, the joy, the questions. Yeah, the wonder. You know, <laughs> yeah, wonder, the funny dancing, all the things. Um, so, I, I, I think that's so wonderful. And it makes me think of intergenerational. And I think St. p really is a multi-generational mm-hmm. You know, church, and can you speak to that? Just how important it is to have, you know, the uh, the whole age spectrum interacting together.
1: Yeah, I mean, I do have a real heart for intergenerational ministry. Um, Not only kind of the wise speaking to the young, um, but I think there's also something that, like you mentioned, you know, we can learn from our children. And I think it's a, you know, it's a it's a back and forth of, you know, mentorship. And and I think sometimes as we get older, things get so complicated and there's a simplicity in explaining things to children that can, you know, clarify things for us or remind us um, of some some simple truths. Um, and and it's doing life together, you know, and I think it's it's important to um, see things from different points of view people who've had a lot of life experience and are able to point out, you know, maybe joys or trials and, and, and how God showed up and, and what he did through that. And with, you know, younger generations, there's, there's that expectation, right? There's that, the, you know, these, the years that are, are yet to be lived. Um, so I think it's very important for, for both, um, you know, I do shy away from kind of the children are the future kind of idea because mm-hmm. I think that they are the present and we do have something to learn from them. Um, as well as the, you know, the, the obligation to, to teach them and to equip them and to, to encourage them in their own faith journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: no, I love that. And you're the mother of four school-aged children, so I, from just knowing that, I can make a lot of assumptions about how, mm-hmm. how busy you must be, and um, you're also married to a minister, and I know about that and how busy that can be. Um, and I'm thinking about Sunday mornings and what your encouragement would be to a family who might be just kind of on the edges of coming or not coming or you know like they feel like Sunday morning is their only time or it's just one more thing I know in my experience over the years even you know as the minister's wife and having three kids sometimes I didn't want to go it just felt like Mm. so much work especially to go sit there alone and try to make them behave you know while their dad watches from (laughs) up front um but I was always glad I did I I don't remember a single Sunday morning where I thought later, I wish I hadn't gone to -hmm. church, but I know it it does take work. It takes effort. It's not easy. So can you just kind of speak into that and give, give us some encouragement?
1: Yeah, I think on one level, um, and not to go too far to the should, but we are modeling for our children. So sometimes I think, you know, this is what we do as a family.
0: Yeah. We
1: worship God on a Sunday, whether we feel like it or not, we show up. Um, one of the things that I love about St. Peter's and St. Paul's is you can just show up. However, whether you've, you've you know, you know your child has got their best Sunday suit on or you haven't actually managed to get them fully dressed. They're still in their PJs because that was comfortable for them. And, you know, you just chosen not to have that battle that morning. Yeah. Um, as I I do love this community um, who will welcome you, um, you know, show up, you know, whether you need a coffee or you look like you need a coffee <laughs> um, and um and, and and also you know allow allow yourself to feel i love that you know in the, in the, when we first that first you know unto our hearts be open all desires know you know really uh just get yourself there and and let the spirit kind of do the work that needs to be done in you that morning
0: yes um
1: so I think the uh yeah and if your' your children are are busy and noisy it's just a reminder that um, they're there, and mm-hmm. um, and I do, I do appreciate. I mean, I know Ben. You know, he has the four kids, so he he gets it. I know Brent gets it. Um, Michelle gets it. You know, children yeah. are, and so, um, just showing up, um, and and know that, um, people are glad to see you in whatever, mm-hmm. whatever state you arrive in, um. You know, and we want to hear about the good news, too. You know, I, I remember one family, we were at a church, and um, they were, like, back in church. I think their baby was, like, 16 hours old. Wow. Just so happy. I think it was baby number eight or something. But they were just so happy to <laughs> yeah. share with their family, church community. And to where else would you be on a Sunday morning, even if you did have a baby 16 hours ago?
0: Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Uh,
1: yeah. So.
0: I love that. I love that. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think you're right. I think we are a baby loving, child loving church that kids can, you know. There's a there's a freedom for families. I think there, mm-hmm. which I really appreciate.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and um, you know, I've had some very wise women, you know, just whisper quiet things to me, um, things like you know. I I bet it was tough to get here this morning or you're doing a great job or don't ever let anyone tell you your kids are to something because I just think you're great. You're doing fine. Yeah. uh, That's so good. Yeah. And, and I think I would love, you know, I try and say that to people when I can. Um, And I think we, you know, as, as community, sometimes we, we can share those kind of moments or let me hold your child or let me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love that idea of, yeah, that, that the ministry of encouragement is a very real mm-hmm. thing. And I, I try to do that too, Carolyn. Um, and I think we should all try to do that. Just come alongside and just a word of encouragement. I'm so glad you made it. I yep. see that you're doing a good job. I think, yeah. I think moms and dads need to hear that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because the for a lot of us kind of the jury's still out. We don't know <laughs> yeah. how the story is going to end. You know, yeah. are they gonna yeah. are they gonna wear pajamas to school forever? Are they gonna? Mm-hmm. You
0: know? Yeah, it's true. It's true. Parenting and grandparenting and all those things. It's uh it's a, a hard and important work, and the church can play such a great role in it. Yeah, yeah. So Carolyn, as we wrap up, um, I'm wondering uh, what maybe would surprise people about you that they don't know? Maybe, not that you have time for hobbies or, <laughs> but maybe you do. What would you like people to know about you that is distinctly Carolyn? And then what you're reading or watching these days that's encouraging you?
1: What's, I don't, I'm trying to think of something that's, um, I think I, I surprise myself in how, um creative I can actually be. Um, I think sometimes I get a I know I have a bit of a reputation for being, you know, organized and I can get things done and um and uh, hopefully I'm I'm uh you know happy when I'm doing it. But I think I'm I'm discovering more and more that there is this creative side um of how we do ministry and how we are, you know, right now on my radar is can we can we learn catechism to beatboxing? Oh, part of my project for, awesome, you know, yeah, how can we um that's as an aside. What am I reading these days? Well, I'm in seminary still, so um i'm reading I'm doing a study on the book of Isaiah, so I'm doing a lot of study on Isaiah, and usually I balance that with something like a good murder mystery nice it's all nice and tied up and tidy, and there's answers to all the problems and um so yeah, and I always have my—I'm um, always reading something in in children's ministry just to keep um, keep up with what's going on. So I'm reading a great one with by Nancy Guthring about talking to children about prayer and stuff.
0: Awesome, so. very good. Well, Carolyn, let me encourage you by saying something that I see in you, which is just a real, uh, a, a joy and a steadfastness. And I think you're a whole lot of fun. And I am so glad. I know everybody is so glad uh, that you guys are here. And we're so thankful. And And thank you for being on the podcast today. It's been really fun to talk to you.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I've enjoyed it very much. It's been great.